Hi there. Welcome to The Playground Project. I'm your host, Tanya Pomeranz. I'm so happy you are here with me. I started The Playground Project as a helpful resource for people feeling lost, confused, unsure after university or college. Over the years, I've worked with a lot of young people who have expressed a deep sense of uncertainty and confusion. They are tired of being asked what's next and feeling a lack of confidence about their future. I created this podcast so that people can feel a sense of connection and hope so that listeners can tune in and feel inspired to be mindful in developing their career. Remember, it's a free podcast that can be found on podcast apps all over the place. If you have any thoughts you would like to share, please email me at tanya at puddlejumpcoaching.com or follow me on Instagram at puddlejumpcoaching001. During the first episode, I told you about my academic and employment background and my reasons for starting this podcast. I'm excited to talk about meaningful career development with you, and today's episode is going to be all career coaching. It's going to help you lay the foundation of creating a strategic approach to your career so you won't find yourself settling. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you about a couple of foundational elements of career development that helped me figure things out when I was really lost throughout my 20s and 30s. That is a long time to be lost, so I wanted to start this podcast to help you figure things out faster. So one major point to consider is the idea of career salience, the perceived importance of work and career. It makes me think of the idea of living to work or working to live. And the thing is that work means different things to different people. Some people find their whole identity in their job or their career, while others see a job as a means to an end. It provides them with the financial wherewithal that they need to live a comfortable life. So you can ask yourself what work means to you. And you can even take it one step further and ask yourself what success looks like. Do you consider success to be making a lot of money or helping other people or creating things? Or maybe it's all three or even more things combined. For me, living a successful life and being a success is living according to my values. Spoiler alert, I take a values-based approach to career development. And don't worry, this information will be included in the show notes so you can reference them later. Values are what are important to you. Years ago, I saw a sign that said, ask yourself what is really important and then have the wisdom and courage to build your life around your answer. To me, that is exactly what taking a values-based approach to career development and to life, really, is all about. Because most people don't know what their values are, so they can't focus on what is important to them. But when you take this kind of action to develop your career, you, you need to take a step-by-step approach. The first step is learning about yourself, otherwise known as self-assessment. I love this part of the process because, because it is about going deep within yourself and discovering what makes you tick. So grab a piece of paper or your phone or your device and write down your answers to these questions. You ready? Okay. What is your personality like? What are your personality characteristics and traits? What are your skills? What are you interested in? How do you think other people would describe you? Remember, these are in the show notes for your reference. I'm going to use Dr. John Holland's career theory during this next part. He theorized that people are one of six personality types. Realistic, investigative, artistic, social, enterprising, and conventional. 
This can sometimes be known as the Holland Code or the Holland Occupational Theme, RIASEC. The realistic people are the doers. Investigative people are the thinkers. Artistic people are the creators. The social folks are the helpers. Enterprising people are the persuaders. And finally, the conventional people are the organizers. So his idea was that people of the same personality type will work together and create an environment that suits their personality. So for instance, a whole bunch of artistic people working together will create an artistic environment, one which rewards creative thinking and behavior. There's also the same six types of working environments. Remember, realistic, investigative, artistic, social, enterprising, and conventional. So people search for work environments where they can use their skills, abilities, and express their values with like-minded people. He suggests that people who choose to work in an environment similar to their personality will be more satisfied and more successful. For example, investigative people will be most comfortable working in an investigative environment, completing investigative tasks alongside colleagues with investigative personalities. Think Howard, Leonard, Raj, and Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Basically, you have your personality and you have your work environment. If your job overlaps with your personality type, it means there is a congruence between the two. This is a sense of meaning or harmony and will likely mean a more satisfied career and life for you. So voila. Now that you know about the six different personality and work types, you know why the first step of self-assessment is so crucial in creating a mindful and meaningful career. I thought it would be a good idea to focus on the Holland Code as the theme for the career connection part of the podcast. I wanted to focus on the word connection, as in, is there a connection between your personality type and your work and work environment? To figure out your Holland Code, you can take different career tests online for free. Again, these are included in the show notes for this episode, so you will have them for your reference. One of my favorites that I have used with my clients is from Holland Code Quiz at Rogue Community College. I also use one found on mymajors.com. That includes a Holland Code chart for different careers. I wish I had known about these when I was in my 20s because this would have really been helpful. And now I want to make sure that you know about this resource because it will help you take a strategic approach to developing your career. So each episode will focus on a particular personality and work environment based on the Holland Code. I will ask the guests questions about their careers, their personality, decisions made, and what advice they would give to other people who are considering a career in that field. My question to you is, do you know what an informational interview is? Do you know how important they are? Do you know how to ask someone? And do you know who you could ask? Here's the scoop. An informational interview is a very effective and productive tool in your career development toolbox. Did you even know there is such a thing as a career development toolbox? If you are like me, the answer is probably not. So here's what you need to know about the world of informational interviewing and why it's something you should be doing if you want to take an active approach to your career. Let's break it down. An informational interview is not a job interview. It's a conversation. So maybe it should be called an informational conversation. It is also not a time for you to ask for a job. There is no job. There is only information. So please, I can't be more straightforward than this. Do not ask for a job during your informational interview. It is an opportunity to learn, to listen, and to make decisions based on what you've learned through the, in the conversation. I would love to tell you about one of the most important 20 minutes of my career. 
It was the late 90s, and I kept on applying for youth worker positions. I kept on not getting an interview, or if I did get an interview, I would bomb it. They were terrible. Finally, after experiencing way too much rejection, I decided to ask someone for an informational interview. This was just a bit before the internet. I'm 52, so I can remember those times. I picked up a copy of the Yellow Pages, and I looked up different resource centers in Ottawa. I found a resource center who hired a child and youth worker. I called this person, introduced myself, and asked her if we could schedule a chat. She was so kind and generous with her time. We, we arranged to meet one day before work, and it was probably the most important conversation in my career to that point. During our chat, I listened to her description of a typical day, what her educational background was, and what her favorite parts of her job were. Within minutes, I knew that I did not have the academic qualifications for this job, did not want to do the job, and most importantly, I knew I wasn't going to apply for any more child and youth worker jobs. So what did I ask during this significant chat? I wish I knew. I wish I had written down her name somewhere, and I wish I knew that I had thanked her appropriately. I hope that I did. So here's what you can do. Step one, identify what you're interested in. So, for instance, you think you would like to be a teacher. You can decide what type of teacher you would like to be. Would you like to teach children or adults? If you would like to teach kids, what age would you be interested in? Elementary, middle, or high school? Or maybe you would like to teach post-secondary students, so people in university or college. Your answers to those questions will help you figure out who to ask for an informational interview. If you're interested in teaching kids in high school, then you can reach out to a high school teacher. Maybe one of your former teachers would be available to chat with you, or maybe they could introduce you to another colleague of theirs. Here's another spoiler alert. I'm going to be interviewing a teacher or two in the Career Connection part of the podcast in the future. Step two, once you decide on the person to reach out to, you do just that. You can send them an email or maybe reach out on LinkedIn and let them know who you are and that you are in the research phase of your career development. Remember to see if you share mutual connections. If you do, reach out to that person and politely ask them if they would be able to introduce you to that person that you're interested in meeting. Step three, then if you're introduced to that person, you can tell them something about yourself, like my name is, what your name is, and I just graduated from Ottawa U with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Over the years, I've developed a strong interest in teaching, and right now I'm trying to figure out what my next step will be. I ask the, the name of your mutual connection, to introduce me to you because I saw in your LinkedIn profile that you have over 10 years of teaching experience, specifically teaching students in grades three and four. I'd be interested in having a brief chat with you to get your feedback on what teaching those grades is all about. I would love to buy you a coffee and talk about teaching. Would you be available these days and times? And you provide them with a list of at least three different options and ask them to suggest an alternative date or time if none of these are convenient for them. Press send and then wait to hear back from them. If they don't respond within a week, it's a good idea to reach out again. They may be super busy or they may not check their LinkedIn email very often. You can follow up without being stocky or creepy. When you do hear back from them, celebrate. Yay, you did it. You scheduled your first informational interview. Congratulations. Step four. The next step is to actually go to it. Whether it is over Zoom, the phone, or in person, you are going to want to be professional. If it is done virtually, 
You need to make sure you're early so that you can troubleshoot any technological problems. If the chat is in person, you want to be early for that too. This shows respect for the other person's time. Offer to buy them a coffee or tea or beverage and thank them for their time. Step five, now that you are together, you're in the driver's seat, you need a list of questions to ask. Don't worry, these two are going to be in the show notes. You want to start off gently. So maybe something like, tell me about your job. When did you know you wanted to pursue this career? How did your educational training lead you to this job? What personality characteristics are needed for someone to succeed in this role? How much security is there for someone in this field? Could you tell me about the different jobs someone could do with the skills you've gained through your education and your employment history? What does the future look like for people in this field? And what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about pursuing a job in this field? Remember that you should always ask if they can suggest another person that you can talk to. You should always make sure that before your conversation ends, you have the name of someone else you can talk with, and then remember to follow up with that person. Informational interviews are a fantastic career development resource. And think of it like that. Think of this time of your life as an opportunity to develop your career, which sounds less desperate and needy. Job search or career development? To me, career development makes me feel like I am actively creating the life I want to lead. Job search makes me think I am lacking and needy. It's not a good feeling at all. Informational interviews put you in the driver's seat of your career. And after feeling so lost and confused for so long, that's a pretty cool place to be. There are lots of different resources online about appropriate questions to ask during an informational interview, many articles and YouTube videos to help you prepare. I'm not going to lie. It can be a challenge, especially for the more introverted people in the world. But you can do it. And the best way to start is with your friends and family. And if you don't feel comfortable with that idea, you're someone you may not have thought about. There are lots of employment resource centers out there, and most, if not all of them, have someone who works in the resource room. It is their job to support everyone who comes into the center. That person would be the ideal person for you to ask for help. When I worked in that position, I got to do everything. I helped clients get marriage counseling, helped a young client who walked into the center with a big black garbage bag filled with his comforter and pillow to find a place to stay that night, provided resources to help support people with mental health, referred people to other organizations which were a better fit for their needs, and yes, I helped people practice their informational interviews. So work with those people. They are there to help. And here's a tip for you. Most people who work in the nonprofit world are social. The helpers. They want to help you, and it makes them feel good to know they can. Okay, you're finished with your informational interview. Woohoo! Now's the time you need to, at the very least, send your connection a thank you email. If you have their physical address, you can send them a thank you card. Yes, believe it or not, the actual old school way of sending a card in the mail is really appreciated. Also important, really important, is to follow up with the referral that you received. When someone shares the name of someone in their network, that is a really big thing. The person will tell their contact about you, and they will be expecting you to follow up. If you don't, it makes the referring person feel like an idiot. Seriously, this has happened to me more than once, and I always feel terrible for wasting people's time. And both people will remember your name. Trust me, when people remember your name, you want them to remember you in a positive light, 
not a negative one. Can you see why I get so excited about career development? This is life-changing stuff, and it will keep bringing you closer and closer to your goal. I'm really looking forward to next week's interview, where we will be learning about the career of a special guest who will be sharing her unique career with you. Lynn Thompson of Living on Purpose Communications is a talented writer, editor, photographer, and podcaster. She was the editor of my book, Sex, Self-Esteem, and Sheer Stupidity, Surviving Your 20s and Beyond. I wanted to chat with her about her career and how she found herself where she is now. And now, for a little bit of career coaching, I would like to share with you some insightful questions that I found in the book, The Pathfinder by Nicholas Hoar. I remember answering them when I was in my early 30s, and I re- as I reflect on them right now, I notice that many, perhaps all of my responses, are the same as they were back then. So go ahead and grab that pen, phone, device, and get ready for, for some seriously amazing questions. Okay, you ready? Here we go. What am I good at? What do I most enjoy? When do I feel the best? When do I feel the worst? What am I most proud of in my life? What would I change about myself? What do I love about myself? What do I like in others? Where would I like to work? Where would I hate working? Don't worry, these questions will be in the show notes. I've got your back. As you answer these questions, please make sure you include everything, not just work-related stuff. These questions are very useful because they will help you get down deep inside yourself to be able to figure out who you are, what you're good at, what you want to be recognized for, and where you don't want to be. They are super helpful questions, and no one will see your responses. They are just there so you can use them to craft the career and life that you would like to have. Thanks so much for joining me during this career conversation. We talked about a lot of things during this episode. So here are your takeaways. Successful careers and lives don't just happen. They are designed and created. Self-assessment is the foundation, and informational interviews are crucial building blocks to use when developing your career and expanding your professional network. It's important to celebrate all the steps along the way. Always follow up with referrals. Always do the work. Nothing is going to change if you don't dig in and do the work. But let me tell you that when you do do the work, you will be designing the life you want to lead. And that is awesome. I am really looking forward to connecting again next time when I'm going to be joined by the wonderful Lynn Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Podchaser. Take good care and let's jump into your future together.